we like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for May 22nd, 2016. Continuing on, this is the uh, next report here, switching gears some. And it's entitled, FBI is enrolling church leaders, social workers, and community leaders to spy on you. Now, I've done a lot of teachings on the clergy response team. If you don't know about that, just key in clergy. Um, maybe clergy response in the search box at contendingfortruth.com. You'll find those teachings. Ties a lot in with the 501c3 church being yoked up with the government, which they are through their their tax-exempt corporate 501c3 status anyway, but the clergy response teams are taking it to a whole other level where they're literally yoking up with Homeland Security to spy on their congregation. This is just one more evidence of that, and I do believe that, like the Islamic thing, being, and I, I can only talk about America so much, but I mean it's also going on in Europe, but being yoked up with the government, meaning the, the government, the governments in Europe and um, America and, and in Canada are going out of their way to obviously bring in the most radical elements of Islam on purpose, by design, for the big day when the green light's given. Now, if you've been in a 501c3 church that's part of the clergy response team or part of, let's say, this initiative we're going to be talking about, they've compiled lists they have spied on you, they've compiled dossiers, and your pastor sold you up the river, and on that particular day, when this stuff goes down, you'll be a marked family, most likely. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to come up with a, um, you know, a white FEMA van out in front of your front yard the first day that... all the Islamic terror cells go live. I'm not saying that, but it's probably going to be an eventuality because obviously the Christians are scheduled for termination in the brave new world order. Now, God always preserves a remnant. I'm not saying that according to the book of Revelation, there's not going to be most likely millions of people beheaded for their because they will not take the mark of the beast. I'm not saying that's not going to happen, but God always does preserve a remnant as well. Okay, so I'm just talking from a biblical standpoint here okay worst case scenario martyrdom absent from the body is to be present with the lord okay but these are good things to be aware of lest satan get an advantage of us okay and this is why i get into this because a lot of people may not be aware of this so this just is an add-on to all the teachings i've done on the 501c3 corporate basically whore church now i'm not saying all 501c3 churches are are even fully aware of this and and that they're all conspired against their congregates i'm not saying that okay uh a lot of uh, the vast majority of people graduating from the cemeteries i mean the seminaries are brainwashed into thinking that's what you do they don't know any better their pastors did it and their their pastors did it and so they're just continuing that that trend okay um but it doesn't make it biblical just because one pastor does it and another one does it. And I'm not saying all the 501c3 churches are bad. Uh, but the fact is, they are yoked up with the government, and a lot of them are, are flagrantly yoked up through the clergy response teams. And now we have this initiative. And this starts off by saying the FBI is expanding their operation and looking to enlist religious leaders, social workers, mental health professionals, and leaders in local communities in order to prevent terrorism. Uh, North Jersey, the North Jersey's record reports. The plan is to establish a network of shared responsibility committees, or SRCs, across America that would keep an eye out for potential rabble-rousers. A four-page FBI letter acquired by The Intercept implies. The document states the primary goal of the SRC intervention is disengagement, and the FBI's primary objectives in referring to an individual to an SRC are to enable community partners to develop community-led multidisciplinary solutions to build community resilience and foster greater community trust while also fulfilling the FBI's national security and public safety responsibilities. All this is is just one more initiative to yoke up big brother George Orwellian 1984 government going into the New World Order, you know, the the all-knowing eye of Sauron or whatever, sees everything, surveillance state, threat fusion center, to yoke that up with the church, and now to yoke it up with with also 
um, as they're saying here, social workers, mental health professionals, leaders in local communities as well. Okay, so they want every facet of our life. They want spies everywhere. Okay, that's very, very important for them to have that. So, uh, this goes on to say, civil liberties groups are upset over the FBI's connection to the committee, predicting the SRCs will become government informants, and that private conversations could be car- become part of criminal investigations. Law enforcement officials believe the organization is justified, claiming it targets not just Muslim extremists, but also people influenced by U.S.-based extremist groups, of course. They're not going to go after the Muslims. Why, why would they do that? They're being told to stand down when it comes to the Muslims. They're being told, hands off. We're, we're shipping them in here. We're letting them train. We're, letting them, we're funding them. We're doing all this stuff. We're decriminalizing any charities that are... I mean, I just read you all the reports about that. This isn't about the Muslims. These are about the... But also people influenced by U.S.-based extremist groups. That would be like you and I. Because we believe in the Constitution and the Bible and we're, we're, we're pro-life. That's a big one. We're pro-Second Amendment. Stuff like that. Those are the real source of all evil on the planet, obviously. And it seeks to help people before they turn to violence. So see, they're there to be our caretakers because they know what's best for us. How does the FBI intend to identify individuals who need re- rehabilitation? <laughs> Local police forces across America are requiring real-time crime centers. Uh, which use a citizen ranking system that compiles data from social media, all the more reason to stay off it, smartphones, all the more reason not to have one, and even pizza deliveries to compute your threat score. This is why you want to be as far out of the system as you can possibly be. So they have as little information on you as possible. The FBI has adopted a similar style of policing using a $1 billion next generation identification project, which is creating a trove of fingerprints, ISIS or iris scanners, data from facial recognition software, and other sources that aid local departments in identifying suspects, the Washington Post reports. SRC members are required to immediately notify the FBI of any civil, administrative, or criminal claim, complaint, discovery request or other request for information of which SRC members received notices indulging the FBI when with intelligence they've gathered so again you go if you go and or meet with any of these people um religious leaders social workers mental health professionals leaders in local communities remember if they're on this this SRC shared responsibility committee they are the spy for big brother so you better be careful what you say because they're out there and they're out there to get you and this is unfortunately the world we're increasingly more moving into where the the pedophiles are glorified the the um you know transgenders can do whatever you know they want you've got you've got isis doing whatever anything really really wicked and evil that is blessed that is condoned that is rewarded Okay, but any kind of conservative viewpoint, any kind of biblical viewpoint, pro Second Amendment, you know, you know, all of that, that that is demonized, that is evil, and that is the source of all, you know, that needs to be eradicated off the planet, according to these devils. Uh, so it says that, um, or other requests for information of which the FRC uh, member receives notice, indulging the FBI with intelligence they've gathered. Um, that was the end of that sentence. So they're just basically spies for them. Justifying the pre-crime tactics of SRCs, the agent said, we want to get him, meaning the criminal, when he's 16 and not 20, and shooting up a place. So see, they're doing this because they're so benevolent and magnanimous. So let's go forward here. Now, again, so there, there, there's an aspect of this whole thing where we've got the spying, you know, that's being done and that is increasing, and, and that will also relate to um, the New World Order that we're moving into. Now, the next report is, is this is from Dave Hodges, Plan B to stop the Trump movement is in effect. Now, remember, this is Dave Hodges, what he's talking about. There's going to be some things that I kind of get into here where I differ, or I, I'll give a different scenario, potentially. Uh, he said, the vast majority of us in the independent media are thrilled that Donald Trump is in a presumptive 
is the presumptive nominee for the GOP in the upcoming presidential race. However, as I privately speak to my media colleagues to some degree, we all have the same foreboding. What should be a time of celebration combined with hard work of getting ready for the challenges of getting ready to defeat the American Hitler of our time, Hillary Clinton, we instead are worried about what is actually coming. <clears throat> I knew the moments that Trump appears to have I knew that the moment that Trump appeared to have won, that our real challenges would come our way. It is in that perspective that I figured out why Donald Trump has not been assassinated, as was um, RFK at his high watermark, and I guess JFK. Um, magically, Trump has united a country around not accepting leadership that doesn't put America first. This means stopping the devastating impacts of free trade agreements, stopping the inherent dangers associated with unsupervised re refugee resettlement program, etc etc the lead up to the primary nomination process made me fully realize how much we the people have become we the godless corporations of our country and the government have become i am shocked that so many people don't believe or understand how the globalist corporate interests which run in opposition to the american middle class are are not going to go away they are going to keep up the fight they are going to fight to keep what they have already won Okay, so that's something very important to always bear in mind about the subject. They're just not going to walk away and say, okay, you guys, the better man won, and you know, we, we lose. Okay, this is, these are Satan's minions that have been prepositioned for this time. <clears throat> he goes on to say, if you do not, even if you don't support Donald Trump, if you're an American who supports America first kind of rhetoric, and are a member of any traditional part of the middle class, you are an enemy of the state, and if the criminal elite will get their way, you and yours will be done away with. Prior to the full outbreak of hostilities which led to the American Revolution, the British did what any occupying force would do. They tried to seize the guns from the disgruntled colonists. The British were only interested in taking guns and killing any opposition to that endeavor. Today, America is fast approaching the new Lexington and Concord, but this Lexington and Concord is not going to impact just two villages. It's going to threaten every man, woman, and child in the country. However, the globalists have, sh have shown their hand. They are after a lot more than our guns. They are after our way of life, our institutions, our faith in God, and if we do not conform to their flavor of tyranny, they're after us. Massive military movements continue, and this process seems totally independent of the Trump movement. Meaning, <clears throat> well this perhaps these massive military equipment maneuvers are a mere preparation for world war three and they are not to be used against the american people however the affirmation does not explain away the u.n vehicles that are present on our soil now we've gotten into this many many times all of these different troop carriers and tanks and weapons and things like that that are pre-positioned a lot some of them you can see on google maps and stuff like that here's a picture of a uh, flatbed truck with two or two fully armored un white vehicles right on american roads they're not even covered or anything <clears throat> the united nations is positioning now remember the united nations okay because that's going to heavily weigh into the last topic i'm going to be covering which is going to blow your mind the united nations is positioning for the taker of over of the united states these kinds of pictures are still being taken all across our southern underbelly. I don't know why I'd say just southern. I mean, I guess maybe that's primarily where. Uh, sometime a picture is worth a thousand words. Trader, maybe they figured the south is more where the resistance is going to come from. The Bible Belt, Texas, and a lot of the countries that are are like more conservative in these types of things, which would kind of make sense. Anyway, <clears throat> sometimes a picture is worth a thousand words. Trader John Kerry illegally signed the unconstitutional UN Smart small arms treaty which gave u.n forces the authority to resurrect a multitude of new lexington and concords meaning weapons confiscations this is coming our enslavers are are not going to let trump and his people just grab the reins of power they're going to fight and anyone who does not understand this is naive this is why it's very important to pray about this because people that just think this is just gonna trump's just gonna swoop into office and change everything i, I don't see that happening either i really really don't the movie Amerageddon, to be released uh, May 13th, which it already was, captures a wide cross-section of the threats facing the American people in the midst of the populist revolution we find ourselves in. Who comprises the forces of evil? This is an easy and uncomplicated question to answer. Number one, all Fortune 500 companies and their banks who make money off the free trade agreements and illegal immigration, which Trump wants to stop, supposedly wants to stop, okay? Two, 
the same corporations that have a stranglehold on our health, our health care, 19% of, of the economy. And this would include Obamacare, which Obama, which Trump wants to do away with as well. I just heard him say it again today in a speech he was given to the NRA. I will, we will dismantle Obamacare and replace it with something better. So you have to understand, he's basically talking about going after all of it. I can't see these people just letting that happen. Okay, can you? I mean, really, let's be realistic here. So, uh, let me just get through this list here first. The corrupt politicians at any, and then, um, three, the corrupt politicians at any level of government who receive bribes, i.e. campaign donations, to look the other way as to what is happening to the country. Very true. Four, the media, whose job it is to propagandize the people into a state of absolute confusion so they are powerless to act in unison. Their main focus is to prevent the preconditioning, precondition of revolution from occurring. Namely, a universal shift in consciousness, um, really toward righteousness, because that's what we're talking about here. Battle of unrighteousness versus righteousness. You know, the, the, this is something that the media has failed to accomplish in opposition to the Trump populist movement. When Trump won in Indiana on May 3rd, the Trump opposition forces appeared to have raised the white flag in unison. The GOP leadership declared Trump the winner. Even Megyn Kelly began to praise the virtues of the Trump family. The Indiana results were not that pivotal if the GOP was fully intent on stealing the election. So then why the change of heart? Today it seems that nearly everyone connected to the nomination process is endorsing Trump, except for a few like Hillary Clinton of the GOP and Paul Ryan. Somebody flipped a switch, victory was too easy, and most of the bad guys coincidentally quit at the same time. Well, John Kasich and, and Cruz, okay, who he's really in reference to, they were the only two left. There was a lot more that could be done to force a broker convention and steal the nomination. It was all like, it was like all the bad guys quit on the same day because they had a plan B. Now, before we get into that, I had heard that the reason for that could have been because what Trump had intimated to in days prior to Ted Cruz quitting, which was the connection between Ted Cruz's dad and Lee Harvey Oswald, which evidently he was one of his handlers. There was pictures proof of that, and he was threatening to bring that out. Ted Cruz's dad was going off on Trump and calling him whatever, Satan incarnate or whatever. It was acting like he's such a man of God. The guy's nothing but a fork-tongued devil. And again, I'm not saying Trump's perfect, but I'm just saying that that could have been the reason that Cruz, the Cruz campaign just said, okay, we're done, this is going to come out if we pursue this, we're going to bow out. We, we lost Indiana anyway, we cannot, and then when Kasich saw that, he wasn't going to be like the one guy hanging in there like a pariah to obviously had no mathematical chance of winning. That wouldn't have exactly endeared him to anybody at a brokered convention okay, in Cleveland. Okay, so again, I'm looking at this from a little more broad perspective than he is. That could have been the reason that they quit. Okay, and then plan B. So let's go back to the, this report. It was like all the bad guys quit on the same day because they had a plan B. This is no coincidence. The sudden cessation of hostilities by the power brokers can only be explained by the fact that they've embraced a strategy that they feel would defeat this brand of Trump-inspired populism once and for all. And... Uh, the stealing the nomination is no longer in in the line in the sand, meaning they've moved the line in the sand back. They're not going to try to steal it at a brokered convention in Cleveland, most likely. What will this plan of consist of? Will it be a false flag, which will be used as a form of martial law control? Again, false flag, let's say an Islamic dirty bomb going off in multiple cities. Like I said, that 24-hour period, like that we, yeah, that's, I would think it'd be the most likely scenario. Uh, he says, I cannot say what the criminal elite have up their sleeves however we can bet on the fact that whatever is coming is designed to preserve the status quo the only thing we can say for sure is that their plan will require the use of the military and foreign troops to enforce any dictate now before i go any further too i think he was going too far saying all of a sudden they just quit hitlery has not quit okay yes Trump's gaining on her. Now he's got a five, supposedly a five percent lead, and that's with the corrupt polls. Okay, that's most likely only going to get worse. 
just heard that guy Larry whatever the guy that did the, the was integral in the Clinton Chronicles which I knew about that I ordered that VHS tape back in the 90s I just put out the link for that in my last newsletter um, my last Christian current event newsletter and if you've never seen the Clinton Chronicles you might want to see it. it's it's all just the stuff that they were doing in Mena Arkansas when he was governor and all the dead bodies and that was back then okay there's over I don't know obvious dead bodies they're almost like 50 right now and that's just the ones we know about there's probably hundreds maybe thousands okay associated with the clintons both of them okay so he said that that um hillary is going to come after donald they're going to use the most massive multi-billion dollar campaign to smear him and and demonize him and see the thing is is that the reality is, is Trump would have so much more ammunition to actually do the very same thing to her because there are all these women that, that you know, Bill's done, you know, raped and stuff and, and, and they're, they've come out recently and they're, they're coming out again and um, Hillary was the one that went to them and basically said, you know, if you know it's good for you, you're going to shut your mouth, you're going to, something bad's going to happen and they, she was the hammer. Okay, but evidently, according to this Larry Nichols guy, th- she's going to be the one coming out with this massive, th- 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 this massive campaign like you couldn't even believe it. So, what that tells me, I said all that to say this, whether that's true or not, and it probably is true, that tells me they haven't given up on Hillary becoming the president. Okay, it t- tells me they're just not going to lay down. And if that were the case, if they were, if they truly were saying, okay. We're just going to go with a false flag scenario. We're going to kind of back down. We're going to let things run their course. We know that Trump would beat Hillary in in, in a head-to-head battle. Okay. Um, If they really were going to do something like that, I believe that their plan B would be a false flag, obviously, because they got to have some kind of way to stay in power. Okay, and letting Hillary lose and letting Trump go into power is not going to help that plan. Okay, but if they do a false flag, if it is this where they they have all the ISIS terror cells go hot, okay, all the all the Islamic terror cells go hot across the world in this twenty four hour period, order the literal order out of chaos, probably the start of World War Three. They'll use that as the excuse as well. Okay, um, if they were going to do something like that martial law is declared obama is in office indefinitely and the and the, and the, the elections are moot there it, it's it's not even something to obama gets to stay in there for life a, a trump trump is an afterthought hillary can still keep doing what she's doing in the government probably at even a greater capacity okay so those are the those are the scenarios okay that i see happening here they're not giving up on Hillary. Um, this is going to turn into a real, real dogfight. Now, if they still find that no matter what they've done, the American populace has woken up just too much, to me, if, you know, I don't want to say put myself in Satan's position, but that would be the time you would seriously think about, okay, well, plan B didn't work. Now we're going to go to plan C. Now we're really going to accelerate the timetable. Now we're going to let the Muslim Islamic terror cells go high. Now, maybe they're planning that regardless. Maybe that's what they are planning. Maybe all of this is window dressing and just a show to get us all distracted on the election. Could be. Okay? That's why I'm not devoting a ton of time to this. But I'm telling you that it could be an integral part of what we're facing from now until next January. Okay? When Obama's scheduled to leave office. That's why I'm covering this, okay? Not because I want to get all political and all election-y, but I'm saying it could be a gigantic factor. So I'm trying to give... He's being real dogmatic here by saying, this, 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 or this. No, I think there's other scenarios we need to look at as well. So I wanted to throw that in there. Now let's go back to this to this report. Uh, okay, what will this plan consist of? Will it be a false flag? which will be used as a form of martial law control. I cannot say what the criminal elite have up their sleeves. However, we can bet on the fact that whatever's coming is designed to preserve the status quo, meaning for them to stay in power, the evil 
devils. Okay, the only thing we can say for sure is that their plan will require the use of military and foreign troops to enforce any dictate, which is what we just already kind of covered a little bit, and we already know that there's a lot of these troops here pre-position, and we're going to talk about that next in the next report in the next uh, part of this teaching. Now. What will the military do when this event happens? Will they side with our oppressors or will they defend the American people? There were two recent polls taken of the political preferences of today's military. And the results from, the, from an American perspective are encouraging. Here's the results. Um, from a strictly American citizen perspective, these results are music to our ears. On one side, the forces of the American enslavement, which are Clinton and Sanders, are overwhelmingly the least preferred option of the would-be military voters. Um... Trump's brand of America First values are favored by more than two-to-one ratio. The studies of participants consisted of about two-thirds enlisted and one-third were officers. This is even better news because those giving the orders are more likely to not fire on American citizens. Now, I'm looking at this pulse from the Military Times, and it's a pie chart, okay? So in the Army, 56% people favored Donald Trump, 24% favored Hillary Clinton, 20% would not vote. In the Navy, 48% favored Donald Trump, 31% Hillary Clinton, 21% would not vote. Air Force, 54% were favored Donald Trump, 25% Hillary Clinton, 21% would not vote. And then in the Marine, 60%, which is the highest, would favor Donald Trump, 18% Hillary Clinton, 22% would not vote. Um, so... You have to understand, the New World Order is looking at this as well. Because they're, they're gauging, okay, where are we at here? What can we expect? What can we get away with? What are we going to have to do to mitigate, you know, these military that will not be with us? So understand, that's their thinking about this as well, I'm sure, when they saw this. Conclusion. I would like nothing better than to come before you and tell you that we all, all we have to do is win an election and America will be great again. However, we are facing an enemy that is determined to protect what we have already stolen, what they have already stolen from the American people. I believe that the globalist minion forces will fight to the death. If they are unwilling to do the same, we will be wearing, oh, if we are unwilling to do the same, we will be wearing their boot prints on our collective faces and on our throats. Yet, in this soon-to-be winner-take-all, if... If we oppose the coming takeover, we will be facing civil war to end all civil wars. I know this. I know that there are those who believe that this is fear-mongering. For these observations to be fear-mongering, they would, you would have to believe that the criminal elite will suddenly acquiesce to the will of the people in the name of following the Constitution. I ask you, which is the bigger fairy tale? You better get ready because this coming train wreck is already in motion. And again, you know, for us to get through this year... The remainder of, of this year into January without any of this stuff going down, especially, especially if Donald Trump wins, if they can't rig it, if they can't demonize him enough, if, if there's too much of a wake up, okay, I just cannot see the Illuminati letting him get in office. Now, God could intervene on that, but now you're saying, oh, what's God's going to intervene on Trump's behalf? I'm just saying, I'm saying. I believe God's the only way Trump could probably get into office, honestly. And that's if he's going to do the right thing. Now, if they can rig it where, where Hillary, and I'm not saying Trump's perfect. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not telling anybody to go out there and do whatever regarding Trump. I'm just saying that you look at Hillary and you look at what she represents, okay? You look at what her rhetoric is. She will come after the guns for sure. When she gets in office, she will appoint the most liberal Supreme Court justices. This country will be finished. It will be over. And Trump just came out with something the other day, and I didn't even see him, but I heard that they were um, pretty good, whatever, conservative Supreme Court people he would pick. Now, I don't know. I didn't vet it. I didn't look at it at all. I'm not saying whatever. Okay, but obviously you look at you look at the platform Hillary's running off. You look at the plat the Trump Trump's running off. They're they're diametrically opposed. Okay, there's there's no arguing that. Could Trump be a Trojan horse? True. Could he be Satan incarnate? In it, true. Okay, so I'm not saying he couldn't be that. I'm not I'm not wearing my uh, Donald Trump hat, make America great or whatever. Yes, I would love to see America move in that direction. I would love to see him do the things he says 
he wants to do and get in office and actually implement these things. Obviously, you know, if, though, they can rig it to where Hitlery wins, none of this may go down, meaning the Islamic terror thing. They may say, okay, we got, we got time now. We're back in a situation where we have more time. We had eight years with Obama. We're going to have another eight years of continuation of this with Hillary. At some point in that, I'm sure they would impose martial law and Hillary would be the dictator for life. With, with her, her faithful um, husband, Bill, um, right by her side. Just totally Satan incarnate, okay? So that could be the scenario where we don't see the Islamic terror cells trigger because they wouldn't be needed. They would have more time to do what they're trying to do. Does that mean that's a good thing? No. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. It's going to get more Big Brother. Um, so those that's just my opinion, okay? I'm, I'm trying to like look at this from the big picture and look at all the body of work that I've ever put out, not only audios, but the newsletters, and that's kind of how I would assess things. Could I be wrong? Sure. Now, the next thing that i'm going to be going through here is not it's it's entitled the new world order's agenda and excerpts from the book underground military bases in the north carolina mountains now i received this book booklet more it's like 50 pages long it's more of a booklet um boy is it expensive <laughs> for 50 pages i felt it was very important that i had this book though because i felt like this is something i needed to set forth and possibly read in the ministry this heavily ties in with the three reports that I just covered. I mean, it's just, it was amazing because I read this, and I don't have a lot of extra time to read a lot of things like this, okay? I read the Bible, and I have other books I look at when I can. This is a book, though, I could barely put down. Now, you know I went over that book before, the Solomon Island Giants before, and um, I've I found that a lot of my listeners now ordered that, and they can't put that book down, okay? Because it, it's like, it's so amazing what, what is just normal everyday life in other parts of the world that you just can't even comprehend. This is one of those books like that, okay? And um, I know I'm a little bit biased because I do live in the foothills of the mountains of North Carolina, but understand something. What I'm covering in this book, I'm going to go through the whole booklet today, okay? Not, not like every page. I've, I've kind of highlighted just what I want to cover, okay? But this relates to everywhere, okay? To greater and lesser degrees, depending on where you live. But understand, what I'm covering in this book is going on everywhere in the world. But again, it would depend more so region, country. Yes, is America more of a target? Yes, it's more of a big, juicy target for the New World Order to take down because a lot of them implementing the New World Order depends on America falling, okay? But I want you to understand, though, that, that this, this heavily relates to all of us, this information, and it is going to totally confirm on a whole other different level what we just covered about the implementation of the New World Order, the United Nations, and ISIS and Islam. Okay, and it was almost by, you know, I didn't know what I was going to really do for my next teaching and all this just fell together. And that's so much of the time I know it's of God because I'm like, oh my word, this all relates to basically the same subject and it's all confirming the exact same thing. And that's how a lot of times I know I'm on the right track. So underground military bases hidden in North Carolina. Uh, this lady named Mary Joyce put this out. There are military bases beneath hidden beneath North Carolina mountains that most people have never heard about. Even those who are unaware of facilities under the Area 51 in, in Nevada and other states may not be aware of the North Carolina secret bases. I didn't know about them either until friends and I started the website Skyships Over Cashers in 2008. Now, you could go up there. Now, this lady's not a Christian, okay? There's definitely a New Age bent, but that doesn't change the fact of eyewitness testimonies coming into her, okay? And, and I do believe some of the eyewitness testimonies are from Christians, okay? In other words, it's more of a neutral look at this particular subject, but it does kind of have a New Age bent if you read the whole book. I'm not going to read everything in it. Um, anyway, uh, but you can go to Skyships Over Cashers. It's, it's uh, Cashers is C-A-S-H-I-E-R-S, -S, and you'll find it. It's There's a, all kind of stuff up there. I mean, all kind of stuff. Cashers is a town... In North Carolina. 
It's actually where all the best cashiers are actually born. It's really weird. I, I know. Isn't that crazy? I mean, all the best cashiers in the world are actually born and from cashiers, North Carolina. Because, I don't know, it's just some kind of breeding ground for them. Anyway, sorry, just a little humor there. Anyway, so once people learned we were uh, featuring cutting-edge topics, some of them approached us with information about undercover military activities in western North Carolina. Over the years, we've posted much of that information on the website, but it's scattered throughout seven years of archives. When I realized how much we'd collected, I decided to organize it all into this easy-to-read book. Okay, so, like I said, it's about 50 pages. Um, this is the first thing we're going to be talking about. Secret facility beneath Balsam Ridge Mountain. There's a nice picture here. I mean, you can order the book. The, the book's like booklet. It's 25 bucks plus shipping. Um, it's, it's pretty pricey for what you get, but the information is totally worth it. But I'm not telling you to do that because I'm going to cover all the pertinent information today, but you're not going to get any visuals and the, the pictures are in here are pretty nice. Um, this is a picture of the Pisgah. Um, Pisgah is is like there's a there's like Mount Pisgah in North Carolina. There's like a Pisgah National Park. Um, you'll see that a lot driving through Western North Carolina. Well, this is the Pisgah Astronomical Research Institute. Pisgah is actually even a, a biblical term. Um, there's there's song there's hymns from from Mount Pisgah's lofty heights. That song. Um, Forget that song. Anyway, I used to sing it all the time when I was at the Baptist church. Anyway, so Pisgah Astronomical Research Institute, which is called Perry, okay, in the North Carolina mountain. Here's an aerial view of it, okay. I first heard about the secret underground facility of western North Carolina in 2009 from a couple who periodically came into the place where I worked. They knew about the Skyships Over Casher website, which I edited. So each time I saw them, they shyly initiated conversations about UFOs they'd seen. Eventually, they agreed to be interviewed for a website article. My, my, my recent listeners who just moved here, not too far, um, you know, they're probably about an hour and 15 minutes away from me if I drive straight there, okay? Some of my longtime listeners, well, they, when they first moved in, and I don't, I'm not 100% sure if they're seeing them as frequently now, they were seeing UFOs all the time. And I, I'm like, yeah, you just got to get out there and, and pray against it. And I think it dropped off, but I don't know. I haven't talked to them about that specific subject. But there's a lot of UFO activity here, okay, in, in, especially in the mountains of western North Carolina. There's a whole movie called Alien Abduction that just came out, I think, in the last year and a half that is literally a whole movie about that subject and about the Brown Mountain Lights, you don't know what those are you can look that up online there used to be literally an exit on on i-40 in morganton exit 130 no exit 105 i think there used to be a brown mountain lights like i don't know resource center i, I guess they didn't have enough business or something i don't know because i couldn't find i went to go look for it and all of a sudden the billboard's down i couldn't find the place i tried to find it because it's going to take taylor there one time but um, Brown Mountain Lights, they've done X-Files on it. It's been going on for, like, I don't know, hundreds of years, going all the way back to when the Cherokee Indians were here. Lights associated with that. And a lot of times, the lights, when the, you start seeing the lights a lot, bad things start happening. And it's associated with alien abductions and all kind of stuff. UFOs and all kind of... It's a real phenomenon. And they were actually interviewing people at the start of the movie and at the end who were real people. One of the guys was at Appalachian State, a professor there. And other people, other eyewitnesses that had seen stuff. But this movie, I mean, you know, it's so in your face what they're telegraphing uh, about this subject and about the UFOs and about the, the aliens and all these things that I've covered in so many studies. That all ties into this as well, what we're covering today. But um, the, going back to this report, it says uh, this lady said that they... Uh, Shyly initiated conversations about UFOs they'd seen. Eventually, they agreed to be interviewed for a website article. It wasn't until the interview that they finally dared to tell me about the secret military facility beneath Pisgah Astronomical Research, or Perry, and that's how I'll refer to it from now on, on the Balsam Mountain Range. And here's a, uh, they give you maps so you can actually see where these places are. Um, <clears throat> and on the map here, it, the star locates where it's actually at. And all these places I've either been through or been by or been at. Skipping forward, 
we're looking at the actual entrance of Pisgah Astronomical Research, and it says no trespassing and do not enter restricted area. And minutes by appointment only, or by invitation only. Um, then again, I'm skipping forward, and it says, Then from her childhood story, this is the lady that they shyly initiated contact with, LJ jumped to the subject she felt was important for people to know about. A secret underground facility beneath the Pisgah Astronomical Research Institute, or Perry, in the Balsam Mountains of Western North Carolina. It had been, it had taken her decades to get the courage to talk about it to anyone beyond her immediate family. So you have to understand, a lot of people know the type of stuff I'm talking about. They have their own little piece of the puzzle, but they're too terrified to come forward. Just like a lot of people that get abducted by, you know, these supposed aliens in this kind of garbage. They're just too terrified to come forward. They're 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 too terrified of the being ostracized and the stigma or being a pariah or whatever and so that's a lot of times fear keeps people silent about a lot of these things as well she goes on to say there's stuff going on within and around the balsam mountain ridge that could be detrimental to the well-being of those living in western north carolina and beyond she whispered the shadow government has a coffer that goes that goes six stories down under the ground so in other words it's like a multi-level underground facility okay survival supplies and equipment are stored there as well that and then also stuff that could be harmful to the general population and even wipe it out they also have electromagnetic equipment that can be used to destroy human memories now kind of remember that as we go further into this because there's a lot of confirmation in this particular report i'm looking at my time here um now, going, skipping forward again, after I posted LJ's story on Skyships Over Cash or website, and this is back to the author, other witnesses began coming forward with supporting testimonies for what she had said. Um, the first was a man involved with high security projects within the U.S. government. I occasionally had spoken with him in person at my place of work, but I have no idea what he did professionally. Then on January 8th of 2010, he provided the following written testimony and gave me permission to post it on his website. Now remember, this website's only been up since 2008. So this is just the information they've compiled in that time period, and I'm sure there's probably other stuff up there now that even adds to this. It's just hard for me to constantly scour the site it's pretty big you know but this is this is a, trust me what we're going to be covering is enough for you to get the gist of what's going on here so on january 18 2010 he provided the following written testimony and gave me permission to post it on the website his letter has not been edited and the information in parentheses was included in in his letter the letter states i must remain anonymous though i have adequately presented myself to an individual who is known to your website and can vouch for my truthfulness I have an awareness, due to the nature of my work in associations, of highly classified and ongoing governmental military projects and capabilities. I can confirm the truthfulness of information in the recent article in your website about the secret underground facility beneath the Balsam Mountains of Western North Carolina, Perry. The, the entrance to the facility is hidden beneath the benign-looking Pisgah Astronomical Research Center, known as Perry. You might say it's hidden in plain sight. Because surface equipment and buildings are available to astronomy students and researcher specialists. The underground facility is at least the size of a city. And has supporting infrastructure, water, electricity, roads, etc. Underground. Interconnected is what he's saying here. All these cities that are underground, and this is a construction process that's been going on probably since the 40s. Okay, since we had... The technology, underground boring technology and these types of things, okay, uh, they're creating a vast internet underneath the surface of America and elsewhere in the world. I've got into this before, just key in underground or DUMBS, deep underground military bases, what it stands for, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. We've talked about this tons of times. There's really no debate about this. It's going on. It has been going on for decades, Okay, this is just on a local level. This is one part of this system that we're talking about, this interconnected system. And they have shuttle trains that can go Mach 2, 3 underground that can get you from one side of the country to the other in lickety split time. That's just one of the ways they, they, they do this. Anyway, however, the facility is in a remote area and well guarded, meaning this Perry. Outsiders are only welcomed by appointment or by special invita 
invitation. What has and is going on beneath Perry is highly classified and possibly only part of a large large network of such capabilities and otherwise known as black projects. See, this is where so much of the United States taxpayer money actually goes, black projects. All of these off-the-books projects that this black hole where money goes and just disappears into the trillions every year through things like the Pentagon and things of this nature, you know. And again, that's why I say, especially with the IRS, whatever you pay into it, you're just funding your own destruction. Literally, that's what it's for. To pay off the bankers, to fund black projects, anything wicked and evil, that's what the IRS uses ultimately where that money ends up going. And other ways too, there's other ways. I am providing this information in a very circuitous fashion for my own protection, yet I wish to help shine light on the top secret activity in or around the mountains of western North Carolina. Um, so then it says, this is a good place to insert a brief history of Pisgah Astronomical Research Center. The following is from the is from their facilities website, just so you have a little history of this place. Here's some pictures and the thing. They're all color pictures. They're really nice. NASA recognized the intrinsic value of the location when it was conducting a worldwide search for sites to host a local its network of satellite tracking and data collection stations. At the current Perry site in 1962, NASA built the Rosman Research Station to be the nation's primary East Coast tracking satellite facility. Skipping ahead, it says, in 1995, the facility was closed and DOD operations were consolidated elsewhere. But see, that was the cover story. It was closed. Of the 23 antenna, 19 were moved to other locations, and most of the instrumentation and electronics were removed from the site. However, the bulk of the infrastructure remained and was maintained by the USDA Forest Service. Today, the visible buildings and equipment on the site are maintained by a foundation that supports astronomical science education research. Again, that's the cover. Many believe it also serves as a camouflage capstone for a deep underground military facility. There are more witnesses to attest of this, but I have seen military vehicles in the area, an area without a military base, supposedly. So let's skip ahead here. Um, oh, this is pretty disturbing. On May 13, 2011, Skyships Over Cashers website received an anonymous letter about two secret facilities in North Carolina. One beneath Perry and one at Linville Gorge. Now, Linville Gorge is actually even closer to me. Um, I've taken Taylor there once. They've got this Linville Caverns that you can go see, which is really cool. It's like this underground little... It's just so cool. It has this like little clear stream running through it, and you're underground. It's really neat. It's on the side of a mountain. Anyway, but that's near Linville Gorge. I attempted to interview the person but without success typically those with inside information about secret or black operations are extremely cautious about revealing themselves and what they know the man did state that he worked for social services and he used abbreviations common to that profession in order to better understand his letter i asked social services a social service is employed to provide the meaning of the abbreviations he used the last one is chilling so the meaning of the abbreviations are cps child protective services dss Department of Social Services, SBI, State Bureau of Investigations, and then SRA, Satanic Ritual Abuse. Here's the letter. I work for Transylvania County, DSSCPS. Now, Transylvania County is more southwestern um, North Carolina. Now, I believe Transylvania County has like more waterfalls than any other county in america it's beautiful beautiful it's where actually taylor was dedicated to the lord at a little baptist church there in sapphire north carolina like right right when she was like a newborn we went up there to i was well it was a terrible <laughs> visit but to my my ex-wife's uh family up there oh boy that was fun anyway um yeah so that i've so i've been there and i probably went through there when i went to georgia one time as well but just, I mean, we're this, the, the areas that we're talking about are just gorgeous. I mean, it's a big reason I was so attracted to this to this place. I mean, the mountain, the, the western mountains of North Carolina are just. There's certain spots that are just so breathtaking. I, I mean, and I'm somebody that's traveled quite a bit in my life. My dad took me on a lot of places. We went up to Canada quite a bit, fishing trips. Went to Alaska when I was little, um, on a big expedition. Went to Mount McKinley and all that stuff. I've been to Mexico. Uh, I've been to the Bahamas, and I'm telling you, man, the, some of the places, I've been out west, some of the places in, in mountainous regions in North Carolina, 
Oh, I mean, they're just literally take your breath away. For me, you know, it's almost like when I saw the Grand Canyon not too long ago. I mean, it was almost like I started crying. It was so overwhelming. And there's certain places in North Carolina that are just like you, you look out, you're like up on a mountain, and it's like, whoa. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things. And you're just overwhelmed with the beauty of, of, of it all, you know? And, and I think that's why Satan, another reason he's targeted this area. So I've told you about how we, we went and we've prayed over some of these places here and how a lot of occultists and a lot of witches are attracted to the western North Carolina mountains. Um, I do believe, you know, they're attracted to high places. You always see that the sacrifices in, in the high places, even in the Old Testament, that was something that was coveted by the occultists, by the people that were worshiping and sacrificing to like Baal and Moloch and these types of places. And also the beauty, it's almost like Satan wants to like, you know, have his stamp on those places. He wants to have his troops there ahead of time. Kind of like how, how Satan prepositioned the giants in the promised land you know, prior to the Israelites going in there as a way to discourage them. It kind of reminds me of that. And then now you have these military bases. Not only that, then you have a lot of concealment. You can do a lot of stuff up in the high places and the mountains in these areas because they're, they're less populated. They're much harder to get to. You've got roads where, you know, you know, getting up there, you're going to have to have a four-wheel drive vehicle. There's a lot of switchbacks. It's dangerous. It's just so much easier to also do recon. Like, you've only got one way in, one way out. So you can't like flee from multiple directions. You can't approach from multiple directions unless you're on foot. There's just a lot of advantages of doing this. So, sorry, I got off on a real tangent there. But uh, he said, I work for Transylvania County, um, which is where Dracula's from, as we all know. Anyway, um, DSS, CPS, and then later um, Henderson uh, County DSS, which stands for Department of Social Services. I can tell you... That the story gets worse than just animals in cages at Perry. Meaning, evidently, they're doing experiments at Perry. Okay, which is very common. You look at the Dulce base. Okay, Dulce, New Mexico. You look at that. And they've got one level, it's called Nightmare Hall. Where they're literally, you know, interbreeding different species. However, they're doing it. And, and they've got one level where they just torture people. And it's just, you know. Well, um, he said, I had two different SRA cases. Meaning satanic ritual abuse okay and both were immediately taken from me and swept under the rug now again there's a ton of witchcraft that goes on up in the mountains uh, in especially you get off the beaten path Asheville's a hotbed for it okay I, I've been there seen it felt it you know tons and tons and tons of, of occult people and wicked um, uh, entities doing whatever they do. It's a perfect cover for satanic ritual abuse where you can sacrifice people and things of this nature. And yet it's in the midst of all of this beauty, you know, which is, you know, so paradoxical and ironic. So, anyway, he had two different SRA cases and um, both were immediately taken from me and swept under the rug. The SBI even covered up the evidence, meaning the State Bureau of Investigations. Of course. I am ex-military and I'm not scared of much, but what locals told me during the investigation was that I needed to be very careful, as I was not from the area originally. When working for Transylvania County, I do remember driving through Rosman and passing the entrance to Perry. When I got back to the office and asked the director about it, she ran, and she ran the county with a county manager. She didn't want to say too much about Perry. I could go on, but I feel a little scared to do so. I am an avid hiker in the area, and I have come across... And I have yet to come across any tunnels. I would have to say that while I was up on Shortoff Mountain in Linville Gorge, I have felt electricity was in the air. Now, you're going to see that as a common theme. These vibes, these feelings people are getting. Particularly, I think, people that are intuitive. Whether, whether it's a New Age intuitive or whether it's a Christian. Because Christians can be intuitive too. My daughter's very intuitive. She's a Christian. She picks up on this stuff. Okay, So it's not demonic just to be intuitive. It's demonic when you start to get into the whole occult realm. Oh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm communicating with Darian Becky, which all it is is a familiar spirit that's deceiving you. Or getting into that realm of necromancy and witchcraft and those things that are forbidden by the Bible. But the, the intuitiveness from a Christian standpoint is just a different level of discernment. And I do think that women 
have more of a tendency to have more gifting in that area from what I've seen. Now, also, I've also seen women get way more deceived in that area from a charismatic standpoint, charismatic Pentecostal standpoint. So you got to be careful at the same time. A strength can turn into a weakness. You know what I mean? So, because I've had my time and experience in the charismatic circle. So, anyway. Um, anyway, like a hum that was not heard. Okay, so I felt electricity was in the air. Like a hum that was not heard with the ears but with the head. My girlfriend felt it too. We took pictures of a huge opening on the cliff across from us at the time. And I think this is a picture of it. And, um... And we talked with people about repelling into it. Well, this guy's adventurous. We were returned to Shortoff. When we returned to Shortoff, the entrance could not be seen anymore. So in other words, these are entrances that can literally, it, was, it looked like a tunnel, but the entrance was gone. A big, huge entrance in the side of a mountain they were talking about repelling into. We have photos of it. It was big enough to drive a tractor-trailer truck, tractor truck into. I, it was a rectangle shape, and then it was just gone. So they've got these entrances that they can literally close in these, from these underground military bases in these remote areas that they close it and you, you can't even tell anything was there unless you're like probably right up on it. That's how sophisticated the camouflage is. After reports of caged animals and satanic ritual abuse linked to Perry... With no known military base in western North Carolina, I went into full alert on November 16, 2011 when I saw a shiny black Rubicon Jeep with military tags in a parking lot in Silva, which is a town there, in that area, which is a town northwest of Perry. The back and front plates were, she gives the license plate, on the windshield there was a Fort Carson tag. More intriguing, there was a tag beneath the front plate that read, U.S. Army Civil Affairs and Psychological Operations Command airborne it's weird stuff a lot of now granted uh, something i haven't even said so far i've reported on this over and over again okay about the military presence foreign troops presence you key in gatlinburg in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com uh key in asheville key in um well underground military but, um key in uh, i'm trying to think of ways you could hear those studies but i've talked about this over and over the foreign troop presence i mean when taylor and i went to gatlinburg everybody there was a foreigner like from they like this eastern block type accents very very cold all of them across the board every single shop you would go into and i'm not a big shop guy i don't i don't buy you know i don't want to go there and blow money but just to go in there and look around Dealing with them at all, even going to any places that sold like food or whatever, it was all like Eastern Bloc type. You got this Ukrainian, Russian, Eastern Bloc, very, very cold feeling from virtually all of the people you were dealing with in Gatlinburg, which is, and then we go up on, on the, um, the Sky Needle there in, in Gatlinburg and, um, there it, it's basically says this this area is like a world heritage center by the united nations it's huge plaque at the very very top of that and i read it i'm like oh my word i mean and it basically has to do with the great smoky mountains which we will be talking about within this okay so yeah i mean there's there's all of this confirmation that i've seen firsthand okay and then through other reports that i have covered probably really since i've moved up here more like in the last six years i'd say i really really ramped this up but see these are reports that affect us all because this stuff's going on all the way across america this is just one area where i have a little bit more knowledge about because i live here okay so going further okay let me see what i'm doing on time here okay on november 28 2010 a year before i saw the black rubicon jeep the skyships over cashers website was contacted by Larry Rednor. He was a former Manatee County, Florida deputy sheriff who moved to North Carolina after his battle of cancer made it impossible to continue working. He wanted to talk about underground facilities. With his law enforcement background, he felt I might be able to be, I felt he might be a very credible witness. Excuse me. So I met with him in, in a Hendersonville apartment. He said, it gives me cold chills just to think about it. As he began telling me about the strange sounds he heard coming deep within the ground near the two purported secret underground facilities. 
The first time I heard sounds was when I was staying with my daughter in Atlanta, which is kind of like like from from where we're talking about here. It would be more like south by southwest. Okay, this this region of of North Carolina that we're talking about. Atlanta would be more of a south by and I'm not talking. A, huge drive granted it might take you a little while to get there because these are mountainous roads to get to atlanta but as far as as the crow flies it's not that far away okay um i can get to atlanta where we're at in three three hours about three to three and a half depending on what the road conditions are like and that's me going in north carolina through south carolina all the way into atlanta okay so it's not that far away from where we're talking about so um he was staying in his daughter's house in Atlanta on August 2001. And he said they had a new lakefront home about 10 miles southeast of Kennesaw Park on Atlanta's north side. Now, that's where I lived. I lived in Marietta, Georgia. I went to chiropractic college there for four years. Okay? Um, so, Kennesaw, was a, I remember, was a team we always played in basketball. And, and Kennesaw was, was one of the places there in the northern part of, of the Atlanta area, okay? So this is, like, basically where I used to live. When I Oh, and Kennesaw is, is, is the place where they did the, the ordinance where everybody has to have a gun and they have almost no crime. No break-ins, no nothing, because every household is, is basically an ordinance they have. They have to have a gun. Just shows you how well the Second Amendment works when, when that is put in place. So I've talked a lot about Kennesaw. In fact, just key in Kennesaw, K-E-N-N-E-S-A-W, if you want to know more about that in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com because I've talked about that a lot. Anyway, when we went down to the basement, we could hear this faint moaning. He explained, one time we were kind of joking about it, and I put my ear to one of the structural posts in the basement. Well, I could hear all kinds of garbage coming from deep below the house. I could hear people talking. Now, I've heard this, these types of accounts before. You could say, oh, come on, how could you hear them talking unless they were, like, really, really close? You have to understand, sound travels differently in different types of mediums. It travels differently in, in liquid, travels differently through ground, and you never know it travels differently through different types of rock strata, different types of soil. So you never know what might be the right, perfect medium to get that type of feedback. You never know. So... Um, and I've heard this before from other people, like uh, accounts like this. It says, well, I could hear all kinds of garbage coming in from deep below the house. I could hear people talking. I couldn't make out what they were saying, but I could hear the mumble jumble. I could hear something that sounded like equipment or machinery running. I heard it for three or four nights. I was there. Anytime I went down there, we could hear something was going on. About eight years later, Rednor discovered that the Skyships Over Cashers website and I read about a purported secret underground base beneath Atlanta. So evidently there's one beneath Atlanta too. I have to agree that there's something deep underground there, he said, because I was there and I heard the sounds. i got to see what I'm doing on time here. Um, then in the summer of 2010, Larry discovered similar sounds coming from beneath the ground on the Blue Ridge Parkway during one of his midnight drives in his red Corvette convertible. Now, the, the Blue Ridge Parkway is that real famous, iconic, parkway that you can drive and it goes through like northern georgia i think to uh, through the western part of north carolina up through into virginia and it's beautiful i've, I've driven it we, taylor and i have driven it not the whole thing at once but we've driven sections of it it's gorgeous if you ever get to there's really nothing on it they i don't think you can have any kind of like real stores and stuff maybe there's a few but they're, they try, they try to keep it like almost zero commercial you know, it's, it is beautiful, but uh, that goes through a lot of the areas we're talking about here, the Blue Ridge Parkway. Um, and here's even a, a, a little map of it in, in the book. He said, then in the summer of 2010, Larry discovers similar sounds coming from beneath the ground on the Blue Ridge Parkway during one of his midnight drives in his red Corvette convertible. I had stopped in the parking area for the Devil's Courthouse Rock Formation. Nice, Devil's Courthouse, yeah. I mean, they, they get these names for a reason. He explained, and I've been there, I've been there as well, it's at the big elbow bend on the Balsam Ridge. The Devil's Courthouse also is the closest point to the Blue Ridge Parkway uh, to the Pisgah Astronomical Research, Perry. There, that comes up again. Which is regarded as the capstone cover for another secret 
under military underground military base. On the north side of the roadway where you park your car, Larry continued, there is a big, huge rock. The whole hill is rock. Well, I put my ear up to that rock, and by golly, I could faintly hear something going on below. I could hear mechanical grinding sounds that were similar to what I heard years before in Atlanta. After hearing these sounds in two locations and doing lots of research with my computer, I believe that the government or some agency or whatever is cutting tunnels to connect these cities. Yes. And this is all part of the planning where, you remember the, the one guy in the very, very first article about Islam had said they weren't ready yet because they hadn't got everything in place yet. A lot of it is getting everything in place underground so that when this all goes down and they flee underground, they're going to have all their ducks in a row. They're going to have all of their millet. They're going to have all of their um, supplies and all of these tunnels cut and all of these underground things are going to be all nice and ready to go most likely. Now remember what the Bible says about that these, these people that have, and I'm paraphrasing here, they, that they've, um, the rich and all these that have basically retreated into the rocks, into the mountains, and these they're going to cry for the rocks to fall upon them when the, when the Lamb of God, you know, that's, that's but that is a, pr a prediction of what we're talking about here, that they are going to flee underground, these underground, supposed thinking that they're going to be protected, but they're not going to be protected from the Lord Jesus Christ when he comes back. They're not going to be protected from that. So they're just fooling themselves about that okay i'm gonna go ahead and stop here and we will go to i believe is it part three part three next and that might be the last part so god bless you and see you in part three